Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest calling. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, and this is such a juicy one today. I'm actually bursting at the seams because I'm a little bit nervous. This is such a vulnerable conversation. I've never shared anything like this and certainly not in this way, but I'm also uh, excited about that expansion because what I've learned is that when I share in total transparency and a lot of vulnerability here, uh, it tends to give many of you a permission slip to embody the same. So there it is. I'm going to put it out there right now that uh, you may want to listen to this one uh, in privacy because there's a lot of profanity. It's really provocative. It's really fun, but it's also has a lot of highly sexual content. I mean, just look at the title alone. And you know, I'm so grateful for Mama Gina and I'm going to share more about her and give some context in a sec, but as I have been wanting to call in more women in their, in mastery in certain areas, there is no one like this woman to help us awaken this part of ourselves that I believe we, many of us have exiled. And so as we are all on a, on an awakening path, that includes our sexuality. It includes our erotic pleasure and aliveness. And so Regina Thomas Howard, also known as the one and only Mama Gina, she is the most sought after expert in this space. This woman has earned her stripes. She's a teacher and best-selling author, mother and media personality, and founder and CEO of the School of Womanly Arts, which began in her living room in 1998 and has since grown into a global movement. She believes that women are the greatest untapped natural resource on the planet, and that as people of all genders reclaim the magnificence of the feminine, the patriarchy will fall, liberating us all. Mama Gina's approach stems from decades of research in the social, cultural, and economic history of women. Her distinctive style, at once irreverent, unwavering, affirming, and sweary, has engaged tens of thousands from all over the world, including, by the way, Dr. Christian Northrup, Marie Forleo, Danielle Laporte, Gabby Bernstein, Chris Carr, Vilana Marcus, and so many other women that you and I admire and probably follow. In addition to leading the School of Womanly Arts, Mama Gina has authored four popular books, including her New York Times bestseller, Pussy, a reclamation, and has been featured wildly as a leading expert in modern feminism. What an absolute honor to get to share space with her and in, in this way uh, with you today. I also want to point out that if you want to catch this conversation on video, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Fire and Soul podcast in the newest episodes and a few from the past are now on episode and you can find our channel at youtube.com slash Michelle Sorrow, or it's linked in the show notes below, wherever you are listening to this on your favorite pod player. So a couple of, or a few of the key highlights that we explore here. Uh, first of all, we give a lot of, uh, Respect and credit to a conversation that I heard Mama Gina on recently with her bestie, Layla Martin, uh, called This Tantric Life. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. But we start with, of course, her backstory and then bringing us to this present moment, why we should use the word pussy and why is it so challenging for so many women to do so? We embark on the journey of the five stages of pussy, which is all highlighted in her book, Pussy A Reclamation, which I cannot recommend highly enough. That's where my journey began with her. I saw that being talked about online. I got the book and then I started, I shared about that in Soul Circle, my women's uh, mastermind. And many of the women picked it up and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm having such an activation. And so of course, um, I had to have her on the Fire and Soul podcast, and I am so blessed, blessed that we get her. So anyway, that's part of the book, and I'm going to encourage you to pick that up, which is linked in the show notes. We talk about rupture, what it is, and how if you are in a place of rupture or heartbreak or devastation, and by the way, who isn't at any given moment in our lives, especially in these times, how it is in fact the seed of your next becoming. 
We talk about how one of the really toxic pervasive beliefs in our society is that erotic pleasure and aliveness is only for people of a certain age or body type and how that's just plain wrong. Why erotic and sexual fulfillment is available to us all. And I love how Mama Gina expands on that and how alive she gets when she speaks about it. And then there's a really tender part of this conversation around the whole, the, the heart and whore sacred union, why we must have both and how we can really begin to embody that, whether we are in divine partnership or not. Uh, and then we wrap with something that has been really powerful for me and I share about it. And it's really vulnerable what I share, to say the least. And this is swamping. It's one of her most powerful transformational tools and practices that she's been teaching for a very long time. She shares the origin story on that. And then I share how it really helped me get some clarity and definitely some deep relief from something that I was working out that was so intense. So that and so much more is waiting for you. But I do want to leave you with her manifesto. It's on her website, but I feel really compelled to share it. And it starts with, Sisters, welcome. I'm Regina. I am here to reclaim the eternal grief-soaked majesty of the feminine from within a culture that doesn't know what that even means yet. I'm here to uphold the exquisite wholeness of women. I'm here to celebrate our darkness, our rage, and our grief. And then I am here to turn on our joy. I am here for our bodies, bruised, depleted, shamed, and worthy, right, perfect, beautiful, hot, wise, alive. I am here for orgasm and lust for the virgin and the whore who is all of us. And I am here for sisterhood. Thank you for being here with me. Love, Regina. Oh, yes. This is such a juicy one, my loves. I'm so excited to share this with you. So without further ado, please enjoy. Awaken your erotic pleasure and aliveness with the one and only Mama Gina. It feels like a love fest already behind the scenes. I am so honored to bring you onto the show. Mama Gina, welcome to Fire and Soul. So happy to be here, <laughs> Michelle. Seriously, so honored. And, and my deepest prayer for today is like every single woman who requires this particular medicine, this particular download at this particular moment is listening and that we are of highest and best service to serve all of her dreams and desires. Because ah. I know that's what you do. I know that's what you do, lady. <laughs> Thank you for that honoring and for really setting the tone. You know, we were chatting behind the scenes and I was sharing with you like, Ooh, there's a lot I want to cover because I have such respect and reverence for you being the trailblazer that you are in erotic aliveness, helping so many women around the world find their truth as messy as it can be and how beautiful and sacred that really is. And so my listeners know that we've been on this journey of our inner awakening. And one of the things that I feel really strongly about is awakening us to our divinity through the portal of, yes, I'm going to say it, the pussy. Words, a word that is so important to utilize. And I love that you want to expand on this everywhere you go. So let's just start there. Okay. Mm. With the word? Yeah. And <laughs> why it's important to say it. And then we'll get into a little bit of your backstory. You know? I, I think, I, I mean, look inside, right? We all have really complex relationships with the word pussy. You know, uh, it, it's probably the most negative pejorative word in the English language. Like if you want to insult a man, you call him a pussy. You want to hurt a woman and break her spirit, you call her a pussy. You know, so it's it's a potent potent word and when we as women shy away from it we're fearful uh it has power over us but when we can connect and make friends and own that power even the power and of the word itself a woman who owns her pussy owns her life and it just cuts like that that oh. is and it does feel really good by the way it just kind of 
flows off the tongue to say the word pussy. I have been reclaiming that word for many years now as I have felt more into the polarity that I, I didn't know was missing. Thank you, John Wineland, who introduced me to that before then I found you, which brings me to when I get to your backstory. But before that, there seems to be to me a massive awakening wave that is finding Mama Gina's work and the School of Womanly Arts and your books, because this is one of four. I mean, I found you through Vailana Marcus, who is married to Aubrey Marcus. Many of my listeners follow his podcast. Mm -hmm. And when she started coming out in the way that she was coming out, it was like, all right, what's happening? Yeah. And then I was following Layla Martin because of them. And then I saw that you guys are besties and you have a real sister. And I was like, I'm getting the full body chills because it was awakening something into me that I didn't even know I needed to awaken. I thought yeah. I was pretty healthy in that area. Not yeah. so. So is it true that like you're experiencing just a real wave of new people? They're like, I'm willing to look at this and be with this again, or maybe for the first time. Well, I think that, you know, you know how, how pussies are, Michelle, right? <laughs> we uh, we don't turn on right away. You know, it's not like a guy where uh, he walks into the room and you're wearing something hot uh, and, and he's bam, hard <laughs> and ready. Yeah. Pussies are kind of like a gentle arousal that's a seduction that's a little more complex. And I always knew that the book was, I, I mean, it, start, it started out great. We made the New York Times bestseller list, which I'm so proud of because to get a book called Pussy on the list was an incredible accomplishment. And I suspected that that was just going to be the beginning, that it was going to continue to engorge <laughs> and turn on just like women do, you know, because I, I think that uh, this is this most incredible time of feminine awakening where, you know, almost like the darkness in our world right now, which is so tangible, you know, the darkest hour just before the dawn. And in my opinion, it is it is time. It is time for women are the greatest untapped natural resource on this planet. Yes, yes. Time to tap is now. And you know that. That's why you have your podcast. Yeah. That's why you're saying, okay, I've got to get out there. I I must awaken. It is mine to awaken others. It, it's my mission. It's my calling. And you are awakening other women who's who share that mission and share that calling. And we are all rising together as you're describing. Oh, I can feel the energy. It is so infinitely expansive right now. And that feels like what's possible when we allow ourselves to step slip into this portal. We don't even have to have much effort. And thank you for shining a light on. It takes a minute, right? Practice even maybe with the word, with the concept, with getting to know our own pussy. Yeah. So that brings me to something that I'm really excited to, to dive into, which is the five stages of pussy. But before we get there, which is yeah. definitely in the book, I mean, everyone has got to pick up Pussy A Reclamation. Everyone in my women's soul circle has picked this up and devoured it. But how about a little of your backstory? Whatever you feel most juicy and alive about sharing that brought you to this moment, and then we'll move into the five stages of Pussy. Okay, I want to set the stage for my backstory by saying that I, I who here listening to the podcast is like, <laughs> finds herself to be like, seriously, the most fucked up. Uh, you know, devastated, disenfranchised, disapproving woman in her vicinity. Okay. Yeah. Like I would say that I lay claim to that prize and I just, I could not get my shit together. Like, you know, I was su uh, suffering behind uh, a, 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 a familial abuse pattern in my family. I, I just, I just felt outsider wrong. Oh, and I want to just quickly slip in. If this is where you are, this is a beautiful beginning to the most legendary story because every woman is a legend and it is up to us to live that legend. So don't be afraid if you find yourself in rupture or devastation or feeling like you, you know, it's, it's how can you summon the energy to take the next step another day? You can, you will, you have the power, you have a pussy. So for <laughs> me, I, I was so uh, lost 
Mm-hmm. And um, I tried everything that I could think of all. And it really wasn't until I connected to my sensuality mm-hmm. and my uh, the experience of mm-hmm. pleasure mm-hmm. that <laughs> flipped on a light switch within me that I didn't even know where it was or that I even had one. I just thought I was basically a loser and that I would always be that way. Mm. But once I connected to that, which which we cannot name, (laughs) I was, it was like, I could find my voice, my confidence, my power, my aliveness, Mm. that experience of passion of being grateful for my very existence which I don't think I had connected with since I was a little girl mm-hmm. and that's the power of our sensuality and yet we are taught to fear the this this resource within ourselves which is endlessly generative mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't depend on your appearance like when you are turned on, It doesn't matter if they haven't showered in days, if you're 50 pounds overweight or 50 pounds underweight. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, below the poverty line or, uh, you know, living in Palm Beach. It's (laughs) every woman is equal Mm. in connection to Mm. that eternal power that lives within her, which is her turn on. And so once I connected with that, it just changed my entire life. But you would not have met somebody who is more afraid of her own sex and sensuality than me. I, mm. I Literally, I was the most repressed woman that you could have ever found. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I can connect to that only because I've read your book along with, I know, so many others. And I know more of your story of, you know, just a horrific upbringing and being a little girl and being abused in a lot of different ways and and then reconciling that story and finding your own power. And now, of course, you had to go through that. I mean, I look at everything's in divine order. That's what we really embody here as best we can on fire and soul. And you were meant to go through that. That was your rupture on purpose so that you could lead others by letting them know, I get you, I see you, I am you. And yeah. there's more, sister. Yeah, exactly. And I think that very often the places that there's the most power is hidden behind that which we fear the most. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for me, it was definitely my sensuality. I had shut that down and in um awakening that part of myself and connecting to that part of myself i was able to for the very first time in my life connect to my divinity ah yes and that was like because i had been searching for the goddess for the feminine divine my whole life you know we live in a patriarchal world culture uh where there's uh Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, all male figureheads. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find my way mm-hmm. in that practice. There was no feminine. And so it wasn't until, so I was always looking for the goddess and searching for where is that divine feminine. And when I connected to pleasure and to mm-hmm. sensuality, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. I, I'm a goddess, like there's goddess in me and the goddess is hiding in every single woman. And I was like, oh God, I got, I got to tell women, this is, this is amazing. Like we have no idea we're divine. We we're, we, we, we were raised to think that men, oh, they are divine, you know, but yes. to find that inner place. And then I was just from that moment where I was creating this just very pleasurable experience for myself for the first time in my life, the light went on. I connected to my divinity. I connected to my pleasure. And I thought I have got to do something, didn't know what, to allow women to know mm. that they are sacred. And so sort of that was the seed that then mm-hmm. you know flowered into my whole adventure of opening, eventually opening the School of Womanly Arts and pronouncing myself Mama Gina, but 
it was that, you know, and, and, and I hope that that drops a seed inside of all of your storylines who are listening. Don't ignore what awakens you. Yes. Yes. That seed of your awakening and your desire will chart the course of your life and your contribution. And you know how we are as women. We love to contribute to one another. We love that. It's, that's what we do. The minute we find out something great, we tell our sisters. Yes. Women are so generous. It's so true. And what I love about that is that that beautiful story that you just shared, uh, not only is there all the detail in your book, your, your most recent Pussy Reclamation, but that is the embodiment of the trajectory of the five stages of pussy. For yeah. sure. So, and ah, yeah. I want, I want to uh, thank you for bringing the five stages forward because mm. I think in the very beginning, first of all, it's almost like, like you want to put like a brown paper cover over this before reading it on the bus or the train or the subway, you know, because it's such a scary word. Uh, and, and, and for very good reason, you know, we, we've been used to pussy being used as an insult yeah. or to hurt yeah. us. So we back away and we try to disassociate, uh, from that, uh, part of our lives and bodies and souls. Mm-hmm. And what I found in, you know, the 25 years of teaching, um, live classes to women that, uh, when a woman first hears the word or or even imagines looking at her own pussy, yeah. the first stage that she feels is abject terror <laughs> and revulsion. Yeah, how sad, but I get it. Yeah, well, if you think about it, like so many women who come to my class that say the only person that's ever seen their pussy is their gynecologist. Yes. And, or the only pussies that we've seen are the ones on porn, you know? So it's like, oh, mine might not exactly look like that or, you know what I mean? So it's, it can be right. confusing. And then that self-shame, which is, I think the biggest epidemic on the planet uh, really starts to expand. Right. And if, if you think about it, if you can't find that, that which is essentially feminine, right? Yeah. Our pussy, that is the heartbeat of the body woman, the place of creation mm. and, and the place of pleasure. Mm. If you cannot connect with that part. If you cannot love that part of your body, you, you know, when you, when you take that word away from a woman, you take that body part away from a woman, shame moves in. Yeah. Yes. And then she starts to hate her body, hate, her, you know, the hate spreads. She yeah. feels wrong and she feels so much disapproval. Why is there a part of me that, you know, I always ask my classes, I'm like, what did your parts get called when you were uh, growing up? And they say the craziest things, you know, coochie, wee wee, uh, purse. Uh, JJ. Yeah, front <laughs> bottom, uh, you know, uh, or nothing. Or nothing, yeah. And so uh, when you can't even name the most sacred part mm. of a girl, a woman, there's no way that she could feel a point of pride about herself. Shame mm. will take over. Mm. So when I first introduce women to the concept of pussy or even the idea of looking at her, mm. her body, her pussy, she always feels no, it's revolting. It's shameful. It's gross. So it's, you know, that's stage one. And then if I gently move her into stage two, which is, I, I kind of ask her to sort of like put her little researcher's cap on <laughs> as if we're in a, a laboratory together and, and, and maybe to, you know, take out a hand mirror and <laughs> sometimes also show slides of different women's pussies, all kinds of ways to introduce the concept. And uh, mine is responding as you are speaking about it, by the way, it's so really powerful and beautiful to acknowledge that and to be willing to share it, but that's, it's an act of powerful and so beautiful. And that is how susceptible we are to approval and positive Mm. attention. Yes. Our pussies just want to be like, oh yes. 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 Really juicy and alive. Yes. I'm here. Scientifically. (laughs) That would be such an up level just to explore me. 
Yes, we wonder. And and then moving from you know the researcher, the next stage would be the affectionate researcher, mm. where you become you know you become a little bit of of an enthusiast. You 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 recognize oh wow, some women have pale peach, pale salmon colorations. Some other women have like deep browns and dark purples. What a rich uh, rainbow of colors. And, and, and you become quite uh, quite enthusiastic because you know, your natural curiosity engages. And then you can go on from there to stage four, which you, you become really a, a, a pussy aficionado, like a gourmet, <laughs> you know, where, where you can actually compare and contrast and you'll be like, oh, you know what, my pussy, I have those kind of long inner lips, those uh, inner labia that kind of extend beyond my outer labia. It's so luxurious. It's so drapey and, 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 and dramatic. It's absolutely delicious. And oh, you know, and, and another woman might have a totally different relationship with her pussy and her experience. So yeah. you become so intrigued and so interested in the differences and I love that stage because you talk about even um, taking pride in the landscape or the architecture, you know, the shape. And I, I remember having these conversations too with women, like, are you more of like, you know, the strip, the triangle, nothing full, like, and really honoring each woman's yeah. Yeah. creative choice. Yeah. 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 So that, that stage I actually got. <laughs> and then in the final stage, and, and not everyone gets there, but my dream is that every woman will get there. Mm. This stage of rapture, mm. just mm. kind of um, the way Courbet must have felt when he painted yeah. Vergen du Monde, which is this beautiful painting of a woman's pussy that hangs in the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. Uh, it, it's the way you feel when you watch a sunset that just dazzles you where you're like yeah. this can't be real it is too gorgeous it is too glorious and then you get the sacredness and you realize wow this these pussies my pussy has given me countless hours of pleasure maybe pushed out a baby a self-cleansing ecosystem bleeds uh cleanses herself ovulate you know just this uh, incredible uh, just the pure and irrevocable fact of the source of life that mm. lives inside of our bodies, mm. capable of endless expansive pleasure. It's such a gift. Mm. And that stage of rapture, when a woman hits that stage of rapture, mm. it kind of washes over every aspect of her, you know, where she knows like, wow, I am life. Yes. Whether or not I ever choose to have a baby or not, I am the giver of life, mm. the creatrix. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a powerful to get to, and, and it's all, you know, it's just a matter of practice. No, just, thank you for saying that. I really want to just I have to take a breath and pause into the reverence that you just spoke into our space. So mm -hmm. deep. This is something that I know I can feel uh, everyone listening and who may be watching on the new YouTube channel. Hello, good to see you. Um, you know, to really honor this part of ourselves that births all of life. And I knew that you were going to get there. And the moment that you said it, I was like, oh, this is it. And so it's a practice. It's sacred. We, we go slow, we get patient with ourselves, but allowing ourselves to just explore, mm -hmm. you know, begin yes. to explore. Hey there, a gentle interruption with a really special invitation for you. This is a beautiful bundle exclusive to the Fire and Soul community straight from the 12 Archangels and through Belinda Womack's spiritual school of evolution it's called wealth recreation and inner worth transformation with the 12 archangels as well as their guide to creating a new financial reality if you've experienced yourself in this loop of the financial struggle and stress and lack and scarcity and you're ready to get out of it and get into alignment with the vibrational set point of true wealth and abundance from within so that you can experience it 
without. This is the program for you. And by the way, it's so much more than a course or a program. This is an experience. This is a transmission that you will feel activated by just like I did when I was going through it immediately. And I experienced instant results, yes, in the way of money and also just an overall sense of well-being deep within my soul. And I want you to experience the same. And I'm super stoked that we've been given an exclusive killer discount just for Fire and Soul community at more than 50% off. So you can pick this up for 97 bucks instead of the $222 that it would normally retail for. Give yourself this gift, get out of that trap and get back into alignment directly from source. If this has piqued your curiosity at all, I'm going to highly encourage you to head on over to my website to enroll today. michelle-sorrow.com forward slash true wealth. Enjoy. I want to tie it back to you discovering the moment of your sensuality where all of your life and stories and identities about your oppression or that could never be me or that's scary or disgusting or the shame or all the ways in which, right, you had been mm -hmm. informed uh, and programmed. Mm -hmm. And so what was that moment? Because I imagine that would be very valuable for those who don't maybe pick up the book, although I want everyone to do so, to understand what that initiation was like for you that brought you here, that very moment where you discovered your sensuality. Is it a vivid one-off or was it also a building up to that became the five stages? Uh, I, I think that for me, um, there was a moment that, you know, as I alluded to before, when I, I and, and this is like, I could take you right into the moment because I can remember it as mm. if it was yesterday. Yes. I had, was taking a course delivered at that time by a school called Moore University called Basic Sensuality. And they gave us a homework where we had to go home and prepare as if the most important person in the world was coming mm. to visit us. And, uh, and I never even thought of, treating myself as the most important person in the world. I was, you know, we'll put out the good china for friends or we have guests coming or, but for me, mm. and so I left the class and I was thinking to myself, what will I buy? Maybe I'll get some yellow roses. I could get some chocolate covered almonds, some Pellegrino, mm. maybe a little cheese, you know? Ah, and so I was having these thoughts and I went into the local deli, like the, we have bodegas all over New York City. Mm -hmm. And I had always been ignored in the bodega. I was really good at just turning my light off. Mm. So, but here I was about to give myself a pleasurable experience for the first time. And something already shifted inside my body mm. where I walked into the bodega and I was looking at the flowers thinking, which color? And the guys that work there were like, can we help you? Which, <laughs> which roses do you like? Do you want roses? We have some more in the back. Uh, and I was like, whoa, why am I getting noticed? What is shifting inside me? And, and then I was a little frightened, but I thought, well, uh, all right, let me just see where this goes. And so I asked for the, they brought me the yellow roses and then they brought me to show me where the Pellegrino was in the case. Uh, and I was thinking, this is a power I have, every woman has, and it's pleasure that's activating it. Not me giving pleasure to someone. Right. Me receiving the pleasure mm. from my choice, me choosing me. Mm. And, you know, we live in a world that really objectifies women, but pleasure makes us the subject of yeah. our storyline, not the object. Uh, With turn on, suddenly I was, instead of the scullery maid, I was the heroine. And it was just the beginning and that uh, power that each of us has through accessing our pleasure. It's the great transformer. So it's a worthy journey. Even if you don't even go all the way down the path, 
But literally, even if I just uh, thought about my pussy, you could do this experiment, just like go into a coffee shop and just sit, sit there and think, hmm, I have a gorgeous pussy, but don't say it. Just think <laughs> about it. You will get like amazing. So it's almost like your aliveness is discernible to others and you get flirted with and it, it, it's a way of, of not just serving yourself, but serving the world. With your um, so beautiful. And that's that divine magnetism that I know you speak about so much. It's like, we're always looking for ways to unlock it, right? Or to maybe level up for the more masculine type of language, but, but it's always available and awaiting us, but it's up to us to get in alignment with that frequency. Even when you just, I, I hadn't heard you say that maybe you wrote it in the book, but going into a little coffee shop, right? Or a little diner, wherever. And just be like, oh, I have a gorgeous pussy. Just thinking it. I felt that when you said it, it was a transmission, therefore a permission slip for me to allow myself to activate. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly. so subtle. And you're like, wow, what would happen if I did that every single day? Okay. What would I magnetize into my life? Miracles. Michelle, it is so true. And it's even better than that. Picture this, like <laughs> normally the way women relate to each other, you know, let's say pre-pussy, <laughs> it's kind of like, we're like, oh, did you get that flu? Oh no, I had COVID. Oh yeah. Oh, you had COVID. I had COVID or, oh, I hate my boss. You hate your boss. I hate my, you know, we tend to relate over negative things. Yes. But when yes. you- and then you spread the virulent condition of self-hatred woman to woman to woman no, without even doing anything, just by having negative thoughts or I don't look good in this dress or I have a pimple or look at my wrinkle. Yeah. But when we reverse that and we choose pleasure, we connect with pussy, which mm. turns us on. Mm. Then what we do is we spread the virulent condition of self-love. Yes. And self-approval and uh, radiance to all the women children in our vicinity and then you're really shifting the world on its axis there you go that's turning the whole world on which i know you have said so i'm stealing a little bit of your thunder but when you say that i know it i know it to be true even though i'm just in the beginning stages of embarking on this this journey. And it's so beautiful, you know, talk about pervasive beliefs and ways in which we have faux connection, right? Through the old, the complaining, the gossiping, the self-criticism. Uh, there's also a whole other wave that you are definitely uh, trailblazing. And that is to flip the paradigm of that toxic belief that's, and I know you and Layla Martin spoke about this, but I'd love to expand on it for a second yeah. here around that a woman can only really embody that level of her pussy reclamation if she's of a certain age or she looks a certain way and you were like that is just plain wrong and I feel really uh, excited to expand on this right now because I think there's a lot of people listening or watching like yeah easy for you to say Michelle you look like that or easy for her look at she she wears all those clothes and she's got this huge following and not so so let's flip that paradigm on its head with compassion I get it but it's not, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And think about how much the patriarchal world's culture has benefited from that lie. Yes. Because if, if we hate ourselves, then we're always ready to lay down some cash. We're yeah. Buy, uh, you know, deodorant. So we smell better uh, to get a boob job, yeah. uh, a facelift. Yes. Uh, we're, you know, buying all kinds of products that make us look younger or hotter or, you know, spanks to suck in our fat or, you know, yes. so of diet plans, you know, oh my God, the Ozempic <laughs> that is, you know, for sale now. So people take a drug with uh, challenging side effects so they can be slim so they can appear in a certain yeah. way to the opposite like it's just astonishing the amount of products that get sold when a woman does not connect with her pussy it's and when you connect with your pussy then you know oh shit you know what i i'm hot <laughs> yeah just the truth i'm hot doesn't matter I'm just hot. It's just me being me. I'm hot. And it's all an inside job. 
we don't get to know that until oh, this is, we this, own our pussies. Until we own our pussies. So good. Um, I, I'm so excited to expand more on this. It reminds me of something that I've heard you say many times and you're like, it's not about how you look. It's about how you connect to your erotic aliveness that is so magical. So thank you for filling in uh, the energy and the space of that, that really wanted to be heard, to be seen, to be known. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how liberating, right? Because it means that we're all hot. (laughs) My mom is 99. My mom is so hot. And she's oh. a and why not? I love that. I love that. My mom is 76 and, uh, and yeah, different, but yeah, not, I, yeah, I hesitate actually to say much because I really want to honor her and like, she's on her own path. But for me, there was a lot to untangle. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine for every woman listening and for my mother and her mother, like, so it's just, it's, it's a very womanly thing. And this is why I love that you teach the womanly arts is so that we can untangle and dismantle some of what we have been shown or modeled or told to believe, or is that's our truth when it's like, wait, what is my truth? What's my experience? And I'll tell you, uh, last fall into winter and and then to early spring of this year, I was in the most profound polarity of a relationship of my life. And fun, fun yes, time. Exactly, girl. fun. There were other reasons why we were not supposed to go longer than we did, but having that embodiment that I had never experienced of like the heart and horror, and we were going to go there toward the end, but it feels like it wants to come up now. You've spoken a lot about this in your relationship with your your man, your partner, Peter Sweeney, and how this yeah. is the first time that you've ever been able to have heart and whore be fully known and experienced by you, as you, through you, and in divine, sacred union with the divine masculine that knows how to meet you right where you are with all that totality of your power. So I really just want to honor that and let you know what it meant for me to hear it because I could then connect for the first time. I was like, I had that with him. He's the only person that I've ever experienced that with and how beautiful, because now I know what that's like and I can build on that. Yeah. Why'd you dump him? (laughs) How did you know it was me? Uh, Because it's never him. Well, we are always the ones who call the beginning and call the end of the relationship. Mm, we don't always take responsibility. Yeah. You know what? Good point. It's, you know, actually, if I think about it, I've, I've ended every relationship, even yeah. if they were the ones to say it. Yeah. I, we get them to say it. We get them it's, to say it. it's emotional. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the disconnect. Yeah. Everything's closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> closed down for business. Uh, ultimately came down to real core values and, and a level of consciousness that I needed to be met in. And so while he could hold, he's great for like a long weekend, that's what he does really well. in. so I would want to share him with anyone who needs that. You know what I mean? Because what a gift. I mean, I, I lost my mind in the best possible way. I wouldn't think. I just was pure erotic creature. Yeah. I'd never experienced that version of me. And I've never shared about that here on this podcast. And I felt so fucking wholly alive. And there was no scent, no sound that wasn't wasn't free, wasn't liberated, wasn't experienced. We could eat off of each other's skin. I mean, the way that we kissed, we would breathe the same breath. I mean, I've never had anything like that. And the sex was hot, hot, exactly. Yes, it showed me, first of all, I'm 52. And so I was like, is that dead? Is that, am I too old? So I had those same thoughts and I was like, oh, she is so alive. She's just looking for the space in which it feels safe enough. But here's what I learned. And this is, uh, we're going to get into swamping in a moment, but I want to spend some time on heart and horror. I needed to, I needed to create that with him so that I could find that gateway also within myself. Yeah. So that's part of my pleasure practice mm-hmm. is to owning that animal erotic creature on my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I, I like the way you're holding it because I feel like you, you, first of all, nobody needs to be in a relationship. It's, Mm-hmm. obviously men can support themselves women can support themselves it's not like we needed 
you know, a couple to put food on the table and roof over our heads, you know, the way maybe a hundred years ago might've been more true. Now uh, it's different, but if you choose partnership, if you choose to enter that game, when you can hold each experience mm -hmm. with a lover, boyfriend, girlfriend, as that's the exact medicine I need at this time mm. for me to expand, yeah. to take it even higher next time. Yes. Such a heart opening place rather than, oh no, he sucks or she was the worst. Or, you know, we don't have to go there. We could stay in the place of mm. this was such a gift yeah. and I am going to, you know, use the fruits of this incredible experience as I expand to hold even more love and sex and sensuality with my body, mind, heart, and soul. Oh, so, thank great. you for, for saying that, you know, there were things that we were experiencing that I had never tried on, you know, uh, we were at the erotic stores and, and, and I'm the one who went on, wanted to go there and he's like, let's go. I mean, of course, what man is going to say no to that? And it was this version of me that I had never experienced. Now it started with what I really thought was like soulmate love. And I was moving to North Carolina and I'd hired the movers and, you know, all the things. And so, so it felt really real. And cause I know there are some listening that could say, oh, okay. So it was just hot sex and you thought it was love and you confuse things. No, do not put it into that kind of a container to dismiss the potency of what it really was. It was to open me up into a portal that I did not know I belonged in. Mm, That's beautiful. actually the more powerful and more honest way to look at that. I thought maybe that was reserved for those kind of women or women that looked like that or dressed like that. And, and I was like, oh, wait a second. Oh, this is so strong. And mm -hmm. so it was, it was beautiful, but that heart and whore, can you speak to that? Because I know you're experiencing that for the first time with total sincerity. And I really mm -hmm. want to honor that, that see this season in your life. And Peter. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, my partner, Peter, and I have been together, it will be seven years in November, mm. but I would say we had a phase one and now mm. we are in phase two and phase one was really, uh, you know, I, I met this incredible man. We had an incredible potent connection that was, you know, I could feel feel the depth and breath like he just opened me in so many ways to my own goddess my own divinity my own uh you, you know just uh, I had never felt so loved or so held by mm. a man mm. and at the same time he was not my pictures of you know I'm like mama fucking Gina you know I, I should be with like a I, you know, a, a big, I want to be part of a big power couple, you know, big, yeah. you know, and, and Peter is more Clark Kent than Superman. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I was like, is he, all right, he's amazing. And, but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And so I started to live inside my critical mind with him or uh, mm -hmm. testing him. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, oh, really just castrating the fuck out of him with my own disapproval mm. uh, for years. And he was so in love with me, mm. hung in there like longer than most people would ever hang in there. He had your back and your person. And, and, <laughs> uh, and then we did break up uh, and we each... You know, I ended up falling in love with someone else. He had another relationship as well. But here's the beauty of this man. And I think that men are so extraordinary. They love so much more than we do. Uh, we do other things well, but they really love well. And he just never lost touch with me. Always had his hand at my back. And so in that year of separating, but staying tethered mm. uh, I saw what happened when I actually pursued my ego's big fat wet dream of a guy mm. it was nowhere near anything that 
even could touch the a drop of what Peter was for me, uh, how he held me, how he loved me. Like, honestly, I think because of my upbringing, I wouldn't know love if I fell over it. And I not only fell over it, I had it, yeah. but I couldn't even recognize it yes. because I didn't have, I never experienced it as a child. And so it just all felt foreign to me and it made me want to push it away mm. until uh, I, we did an MDMA journey, which is an extraordinary experience <laughs> that I highly recommend oh. under guidance. Yes, and, I have partaked. Oh, incredible. And so it with that, uh, you know, with, with that medicine, mm. I was able to open my heart with mm. him and open my pussy with him in a way I'd never experienced with any man because he trusts him more than anyone. Mm. And it just like opened up this world of love that both he and I longed to live and we had not been capable of living in our first phase. <sighs> uh, but we had are now back together again. And I am just so... Mm so grateful because I might have missed this boat in my lifetime mm. like he is such an extraordinary man and his love is so big mm. like I, he loved me back to myself oh. and I I I just uh I I I'm just so so grateful I I wish for every woman to have an experience of the masculine mm. where she can uh feel that you know have that experience of being loved back to the woman that she was always wore the way in which she was always worthy of being loved but very often we don't get that as we're growing up mm. but it's, it is out there he's and out when, there it is out there when you live your desires with yes. passion and enthusiasm and fully mm. and that is part of your longing you can trust your desires to create that love story inside your life. It will happen for you. I love that. If if the seed of that desire has been planted, then it has everything within it to be fully realized. And uh, I remember there was a part of that story that you just shared. And thank you for for just yeah opening up into more of that in that heart core connection with Peter. I'm going to brag for you. Thank you for being willing to tra traverse uncharted territories in this life, to know this love, to now share it and model it for others. It is so brave and so beautiful, and I honor it deeply. And there was a story that you shared uh, with Layla Martin, your bestie, on the Tantric Life podcast. And it was the morning after you had had like, you know, 12 hours in bed with him and you guys just couldn't stop touching and tasting and kissing and divine gazing and fucking and all the things. Right. And the next morning you had brought him a cup of coffee and you're like, Peter, my heart's still open. <laughs> and I was so moved by that because I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Go Regina. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, you know, when my heart opened with him my heart has opened up with everybody uh i feel the shift in you and i can recognize it too yeah thank you it's yeah. been the biggest mm. i'm just so grateful because <laughs> literally i could have gone through this lifetime without experiencing this yeah you know i'm 67 years old so oh wow oh my gosh Do you know that i thought i mean i knew you had an older daughter but not older, but way younger than me, but I thought we were about the same age, to be honest. Oh, that's great. That's that's aliveness, woman. Oh, I love it. Oh, I, I'm so excited for those who are watching you on the YouTube because this is what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, so he's my hero. Ah, beautiful. Thank you for that. You know, we're, we're winding our way into the close and, and I, and it's really powerful how we're going to end with a beautiful crescendo that I think can be a very potent practice for whomever feels called to try it on and it's swamping. And yeah. I would love for you to share about the origin story of, of when that uh, showed up for you and the trash bag that moment. I know you know it well. And then I would like to share uh, my experience, one in particular that really is standing out of swamping. And then maybe 
maybe uh, anything else that wants to come through as, as we begin to wrap. Okay. One, one of the things I noticed when a woman starts to really expand her pleasure, say yes to pussy, <laughs> almost as if all of the reasons why she said no, you know, whether she was abused or raped, violated in some way, hurt, ignored, all of that repression that uh, she was, you know, forced to accommodate because of her own, uh, the culture that she grew up in. It's like you uncork the bottle of champagne and rupture. So all of the hurts and all of the longings kind of follow uh, the expansion of one's own sensuality. So, uh, so I, and I want to mention that because actually all of us as women go through periods of rupture, periods of devastation, uh, you know, even how we're cyclical right before ovulation, right before menstruation, you get intense emotions and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and deepening of, of, of your sense of right and wrong or, or your emotional wild is unleashed. So uh, what what happened for me is once I discovered pleasure, I thought my life was going to be happy and pleasurable for the rest of my life. And it was going to be la, 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 la. You know, now that I am turned on, it's going to be great. And it's not that way. You know, you're we are each still cyclical beings and darkness and light is part of life. We want it all. So what happened was I was living with a bunch of people on the Upper West Side of New York City, and I was very happy to be there. We were all exploring pleasure. We were living in a, in a communal uh, situation in a brownstone in, in New York. And, uh, I, and I was just like, well, why am I... Why am I cranky? Why do I feel like the psycho bitch from hell? And, uh, you know, what is that? Like, what? And then I, I in researching pleasure and learning more about ancient goddess traditions, I learned that the ancient goddess practices is there's holy in everything. There's, you know, a sacredness in the water that's in my water bottle, or the fact that this water bottle has been with me for years and all the, you know, the things we've experienced together, there's like, it holds uh, aliveness and connection and, and that there is a sense of rightness or perfection to every facet of life. Mm. And I thought, well, if that's how the goddess is worshiped, then who am I to find my darkness or my bitchiness or my crazy wrong? Maybe what I could do instead is celebrate my darkness or celebrate yeah. my irrational irritation at life and uh, self-deprecate, I'll, I think I'll just celebrate it. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, how could I celebrate it? I, Cause I kind of, I feel like trash. And then I thought, oh, if I feel like trash, I'll put it on a trash bag. Okay. So I went in the kitchen, I put on like a hefty bag, punched holes for my arms, put my head through. And then I walked around all day in my trash bag. And when my roommates came home, came home, they were like, uh, are you okay in there? You know? And uh, <laughs> I just was feeling like trash today. So I thought I'd put on a trash bag. And then as soon as I was in agreement with my own darkness, mm-hmm. it became a point of pride instead of a point of shame. And that stayed with me. And so I, instead of trying to hide that part of me, I celebrated that part of me. Mm-hmm. And then years, fast forward years later, when I was teaching um, the School of Women in the Arts Mastery Program and teaching women how to expand their pleasure. And then of course, the next thing that would happen is ruptures that had been repressed would emerge and so the next thing I knew, I was passing out hundreds of garbage bags, <laughs> to hundreds of women, and we all put them on and women had a chance to wail, oh. rage, and we cranked up the music and oh. we like running around, bouncing off the walls, rolling on the ground, screaming, crying, pounding, Yes. And moving 
through the mm. emotional truth of the currency of woman, because every woman is 88 keys of the piano of emotional aliveness, mm. you know, and mostly just play middle C and it's not enough. Mm. So there was a practice called swamping. And anytime a woman is disconnected or, or shut down, if she throws on a garbage bag, it doesn't need to sweatpants are fine in a t-shirt throws on a playlist of grief or rage or whatever that jealousy, whatever those feelings are, mm -hmm. and it bodies them, mm -hmm. then you take the storyline out of victimhood, mm -hmm. turn it into a celebration of another facet of mm -hmm. being a woman. And it adds to your depth and breadth and beauty and complexity. And there's just more wingspan so swamping is really a daily practice for me. There's always something to swamp about and always something to celebrate. Oh, it's so powerful and potent. And thank you for that. Um, uh, there was something that you said, even I think with Layla Martin, uh, clearly I'm obsessed. I, I listened to that. It was three hours and I listened to it twice. That's uh, great. Said, I, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm sharing the love and hopefully everyone will we'll link to it in the show notes. You said, I can be in control by giving into my truth. Right, because we feel so out of control with all this deep shame and self-criticism and feeling less than and somehow broken and all the twos, right? Too much, too, too old, too fat, too young, too thin, like whatever's. And it's like, let me just rage on this because it's inside. So I need to give it an outlet so that I'm liberated and not no longer attached to this otherwise yes. entity that feels like it's all consuming. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, so I will share every yeah. facet of woman is beautiful. Thank you for that. And thank you for helping us to see that and know that in ourselves. And 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 last night actually it was really recent. <laughs> Literally last night. I had a very, very hard day. I had a huge disappointment with something around work. And I didn't even know how to really be with all of that emotion. And I know myself well, I am, I have a lot of mastery and self-awareness, like really subtle nuanced shifts deep okay. within that'll unlock something magical. And it's always a new level, the more that I yeah. evolve, right? I know you get it. And, um, and this one was like, whoa, I'm fucking dense. I'm stuck. Like, and I'm using the F word because, well, A, I love it, but B, like, it was, it's needed right now. This is the energy. It was intense. It was fierce and, and it was scary. It was dark. And, and, um, and I was of course prepping for you and yet, and I even considered canceling. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm too in this. I can't get free. It was the first time I'd experienced this in a long time, like probably a year, this yeah. much doubt in my mission. It was so wild. And, and then I heard you guys talking about swamping and you really shared some deep stories about like the hotel room and like everyone in the room. And remember that moment <laughs> somewhere, somewhere was maybe the Antarctica cruise or something really, really juicy. And I was like, all right, I'm putting the headphones on and I'm going in my bedroom and I'm going to play desire by Ryan Adams. And I'm going to writhe on my bed. And I did, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And I brought in some tools, you know, some fun things. I didn't need that. I just needed to touch myself, to connect with myself. And next thing I know, every image of every man that I've ever had really hot erotic, erotic sex with came into the picture. Great. Was like I was being flooded. It was almost like a shamanic journey, which I know you get. It was like a psychedelic thing, but I was totally sober. And, and it was just to let me know that all of it is okay. It all belongs. And then what I saw was how much more do I have to do? And that was the rage. Yeah. And I let it go through orgasm. And it was like, because I had the music so loud, I couldn't hear myself wailing, crying, emoting. And I was like, whoa. And I can't say that I'm completely free and on the other side of it right now. I don't want to pretend to paint that picture. It's still there. There's more. There's more to release. This is so deep. It's, it's lifetimes. Yeah. And what I realize is that the right outlet is yeah. the swamping for me. Yeah, you're right. Because think about it, like, could your grandmother, your great-grandmother have the freedom to feel everything that you have had an opportunity to feel, see, experience, taste, touch? It's like, we are the generation of transformation. Yes. The obligation of like 
feeling every single drop, whether it's ancestral, whether it's personal, but not shying away from fully feeling every single facet of our aliveness is the responsibility for each woman to say, yes, bring it on, great pussy. I can handle it. I got this gorgeous body with 8,000 nerve endings dedicated to pleasure. Bring it on. Ah, so good. Aho. That's a beautiful place for us to close. I am so grateful for your time today. I know that you are in high demand and I'm honored that you took the time to bring your wisdom, your pussy, your freedom, your heart and whore, uh, passion and purpose to the world and especially to fire and soul. Is there anything uh, in our final words that you feel called to share or anything that you'd like us to know about that you're working on? This will come out in about a month. Oh, okay. Great. Um, well, anybody who wants to follow me on Instagram, it's mamagenus.com. So come join that party. I'll link. I, mostly I, I want to celebrate the fuck out of you. Oh, your, courage, your bravery, your choosing this, you know, it's like a brand new pathway. Yes. You could have stayed in that predictable lane that you were in, but no, that was not enough for you. You went for the truth. You went for your aliveness and you are awakening so many others to do the same. And I'm so proud of you mm. and proud of any woman taking a step outside of the cultural limitations and saying yes to her truth and yes to her aliveness and yes to her pussy. It's time. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, I fucking receive. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that I needed that level of bragging from you. What an honor. Thank you. I so receive and right back at you, sister. I so see you. Yeah. Yeah. Bragging is real. And we, you know, they can learn about it everywhere. Um, I'll definitely link to Layla Martin's podcast with you because you really dive deeply into bragging for one another and then and then really learning how to self-brag. And I think that we have been taught not to own what we're proud of and how far we've come. And like literally yesterday, I was like, my hair is looking so beautiful. I used to have hair extensions and lash extensions in order to feel worthy and beautiful and all those things. And I was like, oh my God, like, can we honor my hair right now? You know what I mean? And it's giving, even though my audience isn't quite used to that from me, I want to help to unlock. And it's like, and I just got to go first. You've gone first. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.